is Danielle Corey. My name is Chris Lumsden. And we are bringing you our podcast called Millennials Ruin Everything. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I mean, we're here to break down um, millennial topics and um, also world news. Do you want to start off with how we figured out the name? Because I know it's going to be a big question. Yeah, that was one thing that took a lot of time for us to kind of decide, like, what should we name this podcast? Dana, she was just like an excellent name dropper. She came up with all these names, sent me an email, and I had to pick through (laughs) so many different names. Like, which one should I decide? But then one that stuck out with me was just millennials ruin everything because it's so true. We just ruin everything. I know, I know. We're um, hated for some bizarre reason. Why is that? I don't know. They think we're lazy. They think... Quite frankly, I don't think we're lazy. I have some of the most hardworking friends. That's what I'm saying. I know. I were, you know what? But we're here to prove them wrong. And you know what? On top of it, by the time we get to the age, what is it, 65 to get Social Security? Well, there's probably not going to be any left. And that will show them how hardworking we are. You don't we think are so very hardworking. Like it's crazy how. And what's the generation after us? Generation X? No, Z? Gen Z. So that's like my little, so my little sister's grade. Um, yeah, so, apparently they're so much better than that. So when does millennials end? Like what? Group oh, I think it's nineteen ninety five. Oh, it's a cutoff line. For okay. Millennials. Or is it nineteen ninety six? It's like a debate. So a debate. I we know, need to but figure this I out. know, but there's always those memes that are like, oh, <laughs> if you remember the black eyed peas or something like that, then you're definitely a millennial. <laughs> but like speaking of that, it's so crazy how kids nowadays are not. They like we had what Abercrombie and Fitch, Hollister, all limited to mm-hmm. Libby Lou. If you had your birthday there, you were the coolest girl in the game. Air Chuck E. Cheese and all this. Now these kids are rolling around with their iPhone Elevens and like sad. crop tops and like their Gucci gym shoes at the age of ten. I'm like, who are you? Or earlier, yeah. earlier than ten. It's like ridiculous. It's just. Mm. I feel like so old talking about this, like these little kids. But. And we're literally only 23. <laughs> and I feel like I'm so aged. Now, the first topic we can hit, though, that I had mentioned to you earlier this week is ageism. Didn't ageism. even know it existed. It does exist, though. Yeah, I was really thinking about it the other day, but it really exists. It really does. Um, I... I went. I went to wanted to go see a doctor for my shoulder. Mm-hmm. I got a letter back saying, "Oh, he won't accept you because you're under the age of 35." Excuse me. I didn't know it was a crime to be young. I mean, I didn't know if you were under 35, you weren't allowed to have shoulder injuries. But, but it's funny though because when I think of ageism, I feel like it's often for people who are so old, like 60, 70 years old, mm-hmm. like they can't get a job because like they're this old and they probably don't know something or- Yeah, like, or their memory's gone. Yeah. Or they- <laughs> it's not even funny, but I mean, yeah, it's yeah. not funny, God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> or you can't drive a car because, yeah, you know. Yeah, those are valid reasons, but you can't ever not, I don't know, maybe, I mean, I don't know male practice, like, doctors and stuff, but I don't even know that existed. Yeah. Um, another thing with age, we actually had a um, great co-worker of ours who actually just yeah. got engaged. <laughs> engaged, yeah. shout out to Lara. Yeah, she, I can't even say her name right because I'm from Chicago, yeah, so I guess try. I have an accent. What do I say, Lara? Lara. Lara. It's, okay, I say Lara, but what's the actual name? Lara. 
Lara. I Lara. said like, Lara. Like, pronounce that A. La, la. La, Lara. Lara. Hey, See, it's like it. a struggle. It looks like I have a speech impediment <laughs> saying that. It's ridiculous. Um, but she is 23 and married, is going to marry her boyfriend of five years, right? Yeah, five years. Yeah, that's incredible. Good for her. I couldn't I even know. imagine I being know. married she so young. She is the sweetest, so I could not be more happy. But speaking and going on to that point, it's like, what do we how do we feel about public proposals so to all you listening um chris had come up to me and had asked me he goes if someone proposed to you in public would you say yes and i and he's like even if your heart you really might know i go no i would still say no in public and he looked at but me that's so wrong but you know what, what the, it, the person should have known me better to not do something like that knowing my response at the moment in time why should i feel bad for saying no because you know what he should feel bad <laughs> for doing something i never really wanted because at that moment in time i feel like people just don't expect that answer they just expect you to say yes they're not gonna do that and just expect you to say no if they expected that then like they wouldn't have done it in the first place especially when they're in public <laughs> Right, but you know what? You should live your life with not having expectations with certain scenarios, right? Because if you keep ex- ex- accepting things and then they fall through, you're... you're is that realistic, accept- though? How are you going to live life without thinking about that type of stuff? Everyone Wait, someone proposing it. to me in public? <laughs> <laughs> no, just think about it. So you're in public. Say, give me a public place, Times Square, right? Oh, my God, the armpit <laughs> of New York City. Say you're in the middle of Times Square and he gets down on one knee. All these people around you, they're taking out their phones. You're like, oh my gosh, people are crying. Yeah. And then what? You're just going to say no? Yeah. No way. Wait. Let me. I'm supposed to say yes because of his feelings. What about mine? Put mine on the shoulder. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, it might go viral for two reasons. Because it's an adorable proposal in Times Square. Or because she just shut him down in Times Square. It's going to go with number two. And it's I'm sorry. It's going to go with number two, yes. Yeah. But, you know, he should not have, you know, you can't expect things like that. Though. But he should know you better than that. I'm, I'm going to turn it on you. Uh-huh. Okay. You, if, uh, the, this is a different situation still going on in proposals. What if a girl actually proposed to a guy? So if a girl, let's say you've been dating for about three years, in passing, you know, you guys have discussed being together long term, ha ha, he he, all this stuff. And um, one day at dinner, you guys are in a gorgeous restaurant, you know, maybe celebrating an anniversary. And all of a sudden, she pulls out a wedding band and gets down on one knee in the middle of the restaurant. Mind you, this has happened before. This is, you know, the 21st century, things like this are happening all the time. Um, We might think it's bizarre, but it's a thing. What would you do? Well, first of all, I feel like I would want to be the person who proposes to her. You know, I wouldn't want her to propose to me. Right, right. Okay, but this is this is that was not part of the question. This is more of would you? So she just randomly just did this out of the blue. I was not expecting it. I wasn't expecting that, you know, Times Square proposal. You see, what about this expectation thing? Yeah, <laughs> I caught you in your own little hypocritical circle, right? But I feel Would like you it's say two yes different no? things, though. Because one is because, um, like, you're in a public place, people are watching you. Others is just because, like, oh, I didn't want my proposal to go this way, you know? So it's like two it's different. a different point. Yeah. Okay, all right. But 
to answer your question, I feel like I wouldn't say yes because that's not the way I expected it to be. I want my proposal to be just like how I dreamed it when I was a kid. Yeah, and I didn't want my proposal in Times Square. I guess <laughs> we can't always win. I guess we can't. No. So, mm-hmm. now, so let's say some of this whole marriage thing works out for some of these people. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on leaving your partner for a job? Or not even mm-hmm. having to be married, but you're dating a person long term. And, um, you know, he, or even you, you're like, I got this amazing job. It was my gold job that worked my ass off for it. And, but it's in um, L.A. or it's in Chicago or it's in London. What would you do? That's actually a good question. Well, it depends. Is it in, like, the same country? Or, like, it could be, like, anywhere? Let's say London. Oh, wow. That's a little bit But this is your, let me, let me paint the picture. It is your gold job a six-figure-plus salary, I mean, it, it will set you, because we're young, we're 23, it will set you up for the rest of your life. Let's mm. say it will have you retired by 35, 40 max. Ooh, that's a hard one, but, you know, if I'm with her and I know that, like, okay, there's no one else I'm going to end up being with, obviously, yeah. that would be selfish of me to say, like, okay, you have to stay here with me because, like, I want to see you every day, but... Like, I feel like after a while, you get used to it. Sometimes long-distance relationships are a little bit difficult. Mm -hmm. But, you know, after a while, you get used to it. You'll FaceTime everything, and here and there, you'll fly out and all that. So I feel like it wouldn't be too bad. And also, like, being with somebody for the rest of your life, that's, like, a lot of time, you know? Shit, that's a long time. So, like, who cares if it's just a couple years, couple months that you guys are away? You'll still have the rest of your life together, you know? But now... There's more to that, though. What if they said to you, if you go, we can no longer be together? Oh. I can answer. To me, someone said that to me. It's like they were never the one to begin with. Yeah, Because I they don't support that. you with your goal and what you really want. A more supportive person, I believe, would have been like, you know what? I can, you know, travel back and forth. You can travel here. Or eventually, mm. after I tie up what I'm doing here... Maybe I can go out there, but also you don't ever want to be with someone who's like, oh, I'm just going to pick up and go for you because they need to be their own individual with their own with their own goals as well. That's true. You know, because you don't want them to rely on you forever. Forever. So, it's so funny because my friend actually back home had mm-hmm. that same thing happen to him. Like his girlfriend like moved out to africa to study abroad for a couple months oh, that's amazing and then she was like okay well i don't want to be with you right now but when i come back like i want to be with you because like you know we're away i don't want to have to deal with that like when i'm away but when i come back to you like let's oh, be in a relationship supposed to wait for her? and he was supposed to wait for her oh my god and it ended up being a while it ended up being like a whole year and then he waited and she came back and then she was like, yeah, you know, I'm not really feeling it. She waited That's for That's horrible, right? Oh, oh my, my God. gosh. But yeah, I feel like if someone does that and they just have that mindset, maybe they weren't the right one to begin with, you know? I agree. I agree. I mean, it's, it's completely, completely bizarre. I mean, so yeah. Hard. I mean, some people do it and some people have been um, successful at doing it. But others have not. I have friends who literally um they're actually engaged now they're the, one of the best couples i will ever know um she they both they met in college and then 
she worked and went to nursing in California. He stayed in Chicago. Then um, she was out on the East Coast and like back in California. He was still in Chicago. And then they finally, after years and years, they are finally together in San Francisco and engaged. And it just takes, mm. you know, they're just so committed to each other. And they just know. And they both work. I mean, for any relationship to work, there needs to be equal effort. Yeah. In general. Because so. if there's not, then it's going to be hard to survive a relationship. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. And I also believe that we're so young, and I, at least for my part, I, my main goal is to accomplish everything I have set to do by the time I'm 30. Same. And, you know, I just, I mean, yeah, you can have relationships, you have this and that, but my main thing is to be my own most successful person. You know, mm. I never want to, I was never someone that relies on someone else's success or will ever rely on any other person except for myself. So. That's true. And they call millennials lazy. And they call right? us lazy after and all of that. All of you this. see how deep this was? <laughs> exactly, yeah. People, yeah, all these people judging millennials. Judging millennials. Whatever. They need to watch out for us. They we're going to really take over do. the world. Yeah, we're going to take over them and what <laughs> them. they're doing. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens. But, um, um, do you want to hit the hard news and kind of break down the world news for the day? World some news hard for the day. Yeah, you yeah. know what's going on. Did you see yesterday, what actually, happened? there was this family out, and I'm not too sure, but it was somewhere else in the United States, and someone hacked into their ring camera. Oh. Did you hear about that? I did, I did. And then they started speaking into their house, like, wake up, and like... I would literally shit my pants. <laughs> I would die. Call 911. Yeah, just imagine if that happened to you. That's so scary. I know. And apparently it's starting to happen more and more across yeah. the country. Like, people are hacking into the system because... Cyber security is... It's real. It's, it's a real thing. Like, that's something I would never be able to get out of my mind. No, that is... I mean, we always worked on Homeland Security, National Security, but now I know, you know, our government and people in general and IT and big companies are really, really working on cyber security. That is the new way. This is our, you know, the 21st century way of attacking people mm-hmm. and harming them yeah. through, you know, through the internet and other forms of Because you know, everybody uses it these days and I know. you can't get away it's from crazy. it. It's crazy. It's so scary. I too. know. It is really scary. Um, another story that we can talk um briefly about i mean impeachment's going on again the judiciary committee um i mean who knows the outcome of that who knows but it's such a long process too really 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 long process and going on for weeks and so i don't know like how it's gonna end up doing quite frankly i mean there's people with strong stronger opinions there are other people who say oh no this is just all a waste and there's other people saying no this can have a huge impact and he just may get impeached but as of right now no one knows and there's nothing we can say i guess you just have to wait for the outcome i mean the latest thing we can say is that um the house did you know propose those two articles of impeachment on him on the president but that's it. And um, in other news, that was that Jersey City shooting that mm, was horrifying. That's so scary. You know, actually, one of my friends, I was looking on their Instagram story, and their house was right outside oh of God. that like corner store, the bodega. Mm-hmm. And they could hear like the shooting and everything going on outside. 
So it's such a scary situation, just like today as millennials, seeing all these shootings. Just so many happens like throughout the year. We have lived and we are living and I can Gen Z, I hope they don't witness any more of this, but yes. I mean, we, one of the most traumatic things that, first of all, I remember when we were young, we had 9-11, which was mm. horrific. And when, do you remember it? Like I when do, you were it was one of the worst things our country has ever gone through. We, that was the first thing. Then you had, then you had all the school shootings. We have witnessed so many school shootings. We can you count, can't even count even it. Even just mass shootings in general. Then, this is, in Gen Z basically was born into all this. They don't remember the days where books, where we had books or where we had, um, like, other things going on. Mm. They grew up in a world where it's iPads in the classroom technology. and technology everywhere. Mm. So I actually worry for that generation. Yeah, and it's scary. It is, I do worry. They didn't, I, you know what? I believe their childhoods were robbed from them. And one of the biggest things that is going to affect if we don't get gun control, if that does not happen sooner or later. Yeah. And when you say that, it's funny, though, because the generation before us, what, what was that generation? The generation? I don't That's know. That's our what parents. Right? Yeah. I don't know what they're called. They're not though. baby boomers. Right? Yeah. Maybe baby boomers, yeah. I think. I don't know. I have to do some research yeah. into it. But they would say the same thing about us. They would yeah. say, like, yeah. oh, we grew up on technology, and yeah. it's kind of hard for us to be kids. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's even worse for these oh, generations. Oh, yeah, they don't know anything else but technology. Yeah. I'm sure they don't even know what a paper book is. You know <laughs> like, what I'm saying? This? I know. It's insane. Like, I hope they still know who F. Scott Fitzgerald is or who Ernest Hemingway is. You know, I hope they mm -hmm. just get that taught in classrooms without... Um, having to wait to college and taking literature classes for it. Yeah. Um, but I do um, do worry about that. But on a good note, mm -hmm. um, we um, there's a story I actually worked on, and it was uh, just to end this on a good note, and we can leave everyone on a positive thing. Um, a boy who, he, for his fifth birthday, instead of asking for gifts, he actually asked for bedding. His parish is part of this, um, you know, organization that actually builds and assembles beds for families and kids who don't have them, who can't afford them, or are just going through tough times. And he donated all that bedding in hopes to continue donating bedding. Because he's only five, so he can't help with the assembly of it. You have to be 12 or older. So, um, he's, especially for the holiday season, he's collecting more of it. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it is really nice. So. Oh, that's a great way like to end it. Just so upbeat. Yeah. I love positive stories. Exactly, you know, just something I do that makes too. Me smile. It really puts people on a good note. <laughs> Really All right, now. well, to our first podcast, I'm Dana L. Corey. And I'm Chris Lumsden, and you've been listening to... Millennials Ruin Everything, <laughs> and we hope to get you back here soon. Thank you. Thanks, y'all.